Hey, this is Pastor Nate Cook, and you're listening to Pontificating Pastors, a podcast where we lock two pastors in a room and just let them talk about anything and everything. My friend Michael Pig is a church planner in San Marcos, Texas, and I'm a traditional church pastor here in Midwest City, Oklahoma. This week, join Nate and Michael as they talk about Christmas. And we find out that Santa goes to Michael's church. So sit back and relax, and we hope you'll enjoy this episode of Pontificating Pastors. Hey, Michael, how are you doing this week? Doing all right, Nate. How are you doing? I am doing wonderful. My boys are coming home from college tonight, which is going to make Mama and everybody happy because when Mama's happy, everybody's happy. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Yeah, finishing up a semester tonight and uh, or today, and then they'll all be home tonight and the cookhouse will be full Got a bunch of college kids coming over to have a little bit of a gift exchange, dirty Santa thing going on. So, gonna have a house full. It'll be a lot of fun. Well, it sounds like a lot of fun. We uh, we are having a full house pretty regular here. We have uh, we had youth group here at the house last night, and we had a small group at our house on Tuesday, uh, and uh, we're just I've moved all the furniture around so I can fit my Christmas tree. Um, in the corner, we got a real tree for the first time in a long time. Mate, we do that every year. That's like a Cook family tradition. Y'all get a, y'all get a real tree. Well, we we've had a fake tree, and it was one of those pre lit ones. And you know how terrible they are because after you know the first year, the middle strand of lights don't <laughs> don't light up the second year, and then you know then you're, you're I I feel lights, your pain. Yeah, you're putting lights on a pre lit tree. I'm not sure why we do. All of that, yeah. but um, but Maggie said this year, <clears throat> she said, "This is my senior year. I want a real tree. You got to stop pulling that kid. You can't." You can't Maggie use... gets what Maggie wants this year. Yeah, yeah. Well, Maggie gets what Maggie wants since she was born. So, um, but yeah. but she uh, this year she she did that one, and we were like, "All right." So her mom calls me from from Lowe's and says, "Hey, we're at Lowe's. We're picking out a tree." <laughs> That's oh, where we got ours from. Okay, so yeah, and they got a real nice. What tree. kind did you get? I, you know, I couldn't tell you. You know what kind? I couldn't tell you. See, we started this when Nathan was like two, and we had a family in our first youth ministry, full time youth ministry, that they went to a Christmas tree farm every year, and they're like, "You got to come with us." So we took Nathan, and I think Tyler stayed home because he was so little; he wasn't even like a year old yet. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it was cold and snowy. And so we went out and we told Nathan, why don't you help us pick out a Christmas tree? And he walked next to the Charlie Browniest Charlie Brown Christmas tree <laughs> in the history of the world and stood next to it and would not move. And what, that was it. <laughs> and so I actually had to ask the people at the tree farm, can I buy this little tree? So we had two Christmas trees that year, and that was the beginning of real trees for us, and we have never gone back. (laughs) We've always done Douglas fir until last year. We got a Fraser fir because 
we get all these ornaments. They're so heavy. Uh-huh. They pull the Douglas fir oh, yeah. like yeah. branches down. So the Fraser fir is a little more sturdy, and so we've oh. gone to that. After, we're, yeah. we're upgrading our fir trees. A After bit. we decorate, um, the next morning I always have to go and pick up the ones that slid off of the branches. Yeah, you know, yeah, and put them back together. And so and you're using Christmas, like the lights yeah. to bolster them up and stuff. Yeah. So I have uh, a. a Christmas tradition is to buy a tube of super glue um, and keep it on really hand. <laughs> keep it on hand to super glue, glue ornaments to glue all the ornaments that fell apart back together because we don't have one of those fancy trees we tried to have you know a pig family themed tree so that all the ornaments were you know pigs doing things like skiing that would be awesome yeah um, and you know pigs flying blown glass pig ornaments you know and and but we're you just get not it? pigs flying. Yes, I get when it. Pigs I get fly. It. I get okay. it. I get it. Just wasn't funny, huh? Well, well, <laughs> I, I have a pair of pig flying socks, and uh, when Maggie on her last football game of the season to cheer at uh, during her senior year, she had told the 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 coach and some of the her stunt group, "I want to be the flyer. Um, I want to yeah. be. I want to be the flyer today." And uh, and did so, they let her? Well, they did one stunt where she was the flyer, and uh, and I wore my flying pig socks. Uh, That's so to, awesome! You know, to the, so that she would feel cheered on by my socks. So yes, we and Jonah has his pair of flying so, pig socks, and I'm sure Judah will eventually have his pair of flying pig socks. But yeah, it's a it's a thing in our I, house. I interrupted you. So you were going to have this tree that was all pigs, and then something happened. Oh, well, we're just not those people. We tried to be fancy, but we're not. Um, we're, <laughs> we're just, we're, we're, the, we're the people who keep every kindergarten ornament and, you know, every popsicle stick that's ever been colored in the, and turned into an angel. Um, yeah, and, you know, we are too. And we have, they're just crammed the in the tree. tree. Oh, we, it the is eclectic the tree. eclectic tree. Yes. Yeah. I was really proud of my lighting, you know, so I took this really beautiful tree and I put the lights in it. And my mom always had these rules about how the lights go. You can't, you can't be able to tell that it's a strand of lights. It needs to be randomized enough so you can't see the string. I've probably failed in that and, many well, times. Well, I'm sure I've failed many times. But she would always say that, you know, don't I don't want to be able to see the consecutive lights. I want it to be so, you know, you have to twist it and turn it and put the one back far and then the next one up front and then around and back and forth, you know. And so she had these rules about how she wanted them. And she would always, we'd put them on and then she'd fix it. And uh, so I did what I thought was a pretty good job on this tree. So much so that I... I took pictures of it and sent it to Maggie and Shelly and, uh, because they were at school that day and I did it while they were at school. And, um, and I was so proud of it. And then, and then of course we, when it came time, we had more ornaments than the tree could handle and not all right. of them had hooks and some of them are just sitting in the branches, you know, there you and, go. <laughs> I mean, and we have weird ones. We have, uh, we have an incredible Hulk one. Yeah. Yeah. And I've got Shaq. Yeah. In his Orlando Magic jersey. That's, that's how old I am. That's awesome. And I used to put that's it at great. the top of the tree every uh-huh. year, and every year Paula would get mad and, and take it down. It and then I'd else. put it back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have. I also have an angel that has a bare bottom, and that one finally went in the trash. Really? I stole that from my mom's house. Actually, my mom gifted it to me 
because when I was growing up, she had all these little white angels and mm-hmm. white snowflakes, and everything was that matchy tree you were talking about. Uh-huh. And there was one angel with a bare bottom, and I would always, every time I walked by it, I would turn it around so it was mooning everything. <laughs> and so she That's gave awesome. it to me, and then it was on our tree for a while until Paula got tired of it, and it disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> we have We have Santa in an outhouse. Um, nice. It's not a. It's not an ornament. It's just a. We're figurine. all fancy, aren't we? Yeah, it, <laughs> it, I don't know. Somebody gave it to me as a gag gift, and Shelly was like, "That's just terrible." But I said, "Does it make noises and stuff?" No, no, no. no it's, my brother-in-law it's has one that's like making noises. Yeah, it's, you can imagine what the noises. Oh, that's are. so terrible. To- it's just awful. But this one's just a tiny one, and it looks like it's just a Christmas figurine. And then you get up close to it, and you're like, "Oh my goodness, that's Santa in the outhouse." You know, and <laughs> Uh, and so I, I, I usually set it out, but this year I haven't found it yet. I, I looked in our Christmas figurines. I have, I have the entire town of Bedford Falls from It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah. Yeah. And I have a big Christmas ornament. Like when I said, Merry big, Christmas, you old building alone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's what I did while we ran, while we ran the Jingle Bell Run, the 5K here in town. Yeah. With a, with a thousand you other people. You just yelled at every building. I did. Every time we passed, like people, there were people standing out on the, on the course waving at us as we went past. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Merry Christmas, you know, and we had Jingle Bells and, uh, I just had a good time. Like we were, we were running and, and I had extra jingle bells, and I said, "Is this like Mario Kart? If somebody passes me, do I get to hit them with a jingle bell?" You know, and so I was throwing, <laughs> throwing jingle bells. Shelly throw did, jingle bells yeah. up and hope they trip on them yeah. like a banana peel. Yes, yes. Shelly ran past me one time, and I did hit her with a jingle bell, and she didn't appreciate it. But um, the, you know, did I you hit her in the derriere? No, I hit her. I hit her right okay. in, the, in the between her I, shoulder blades. I'm blade. glad you kept it appropriate. <laughs> I hit her between the shoulder blades, and she didn't appreciate it. But I was yeah. yelling at everybody as we passed, Merry Christmas, you wonderful old building and loan. You know, yeah, that's but. a great movie. I did not watch that until I was an adult. Mm-hmm. And actually, a person in my church and her husband, we were at their house, and they were getting ready for Christmas, and they said we said something about we had never seen it, and they made us sit down right then. <laughs> They're like, you, you, have, you to have to watch It's a it Wonderful now. Life. Oh, yeah. And now yeah. I watch it every year because of that. But I have a I have a four foot by four foot Christmas ornament that's one it's just two dimensional. It hangs an ornament? It, well, four foot? It was a it was a, a decoration at Target one year. They made It's a Wonderful Life their theme. And they had this one <laughs> of a black and you know, it's black and white with a with a frame around it. Yeah. And it's this image of Zuzu's petals of George Bailey. Zuzu's pedals. And Zuzu, Zuzu's pedals. And when he's when he's taking them and shoving them into his little coin pocket on his pants, that he'll later later pull out and, and stream that. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah. And and I just thought it was a great moment, so I asked for it, and the people at Target said, "Sure, you can have it." No wonder you can't see your lights. You got four foot ornaments. Well, no, I didn't. I, it's not on the tree. I just. Hang oh. It on, okay. I usually hang it on the wall beside the tree, but this year I haven't. I didn't even take it out. So I guess I'm a bit of a Scrooge this year. I'm not sure what's. What's going on with me? But I haven't. I didn't pull out Bedford Falls and take down all of our normal living room decoration. You know, we have a friend who said my house looks like Christmas threw up. Yeah. You know, uh, and and you and you know sometimes some years ours does too, but this year it just looks like, you know, simple. Well, my wife. Speaking of little villages and stuff, it's kind of a neat thing. This year was the tenth. 
a little church she's got, and she goes to the Ladies Christmas Ornament Exchange every year. They've been doing it since we came here, and we came right before Christmas, so she went the first year. So we're starting our 10th year now. We, we haven't finished 10. We've just finished 9. But she got her 10th church. Every year they give her a little church. Yeah. And this year it said worship at Sunday at 10 a.m. on the outside, which is when we start our church service, which is kind of neat. So, uh-huh. uh, But every year it's a different a different little church, and she's gotten them every year since we've been here. So it was the 10th one this last week, and... Uh, we, we have never, speaking of Scrooges, we have never decorated the outside of our house. Oh, yeah? And so my yeah, boys no, are decorated. demanding yeah. that this year we decorate with lights. So that may be part of my day off tomorrow is going and getting lights. And for the first time ever, the Cook household will be lit up on the outside. We do a lot on the inside. Paula does like multiple trees, one little one in like every room almost. I've got in my office a Texas Longhorn tree that all the people from <laughs> Fort Worth gave us ornaments because we were leaving around Christmas time. Uh-huh. They all gave us ornaments to do a Texas tree, and so that's in my office. And and we, she's got one that's mistletoe in our bedroom, and she's got like all <laughs> over the house. I know, right? <laughs> No, yeah, no more comment necessary. Yeah, no I'm more nice. comment. We don't need anything else there. But, <laughs> but so, uh, yeah, we used to have a really eclectic tree like you're talking about, but we got so many ornaments that this year I just picked out the ones that actually match so it doesn't look so eclectic. It's mm-hmm. kind of like a plaid and, like, yeah. rustic-looking tree. And uh, I do always decorate our Christmas tree. It's so weird. Like, most people, you know, think everybody would do it. But for some reason, it's always me who does all the lights, all the ornaments. <laughs> Paul will do some, but so because but you're a control freak and, and you're mad, you're like no, that's no, not it's right. just she's doing other stuff, and and uh, I'm I'm usually the one that ends up doing it. The boys are out running around with their friends, you know. So uh, this year they weren't there when we got it because we we couldn't get it the weekend we wanted to because I was sick on Thanksgiving weekend. And oh, so, that's no fun. We just did it the next week. We haven't yeah. talked since Thanksgiving, have we? I think we might have had one did since we? then, but did, okay, it hadn't did. been too long. We had, it um, feels like it's yeah. been forever. We skipped a week, and I'm like, how long has it been? So. It does. So the ministry is a busy time at Christmas time. Yes, uh, it is. There's there's parties of all kinds of different groups, and um, you know, my wife works outside the church, so we went to her work party and did the. The paint and drinking, whatever they call it, I don't remember. They're always there's always oh some the wine, wine or something the involved. wine and yeah. painting yes yeah so we were known as the people who drink Dr Pepper's and Cokes at the party. Uh, <laughs> we had a lot of fun and yeah Nazarene um, teetotalers huh yeah yeah so that always freaks some people out. They just they, oh, yeah. they're like really you guys never drink like yeah. ever yeah it's like no not really. Um, Shelly so had anyway, the same thing in her. One of her gatherings, she was like, yeah, I don't drink. And they had all these questions for her about not drinking. It's interesting. Yeah. No. Yeah, so what are your, uh, you guys have any traditions either at home or at church that you've, really find significant this time of year um 
I, well, obviously, the I mean, the whole thing is just so so chocked full of meaning. Um, you know, it's I've tried to do an advent calendar every year of the kids' lives. You know, uh, and I, we haven't been very good about those. Well, to be honest. and you know, we've done this this the ones with the little chocolate you pull out the and you know and then yeah, but nobody likes the chocolate and there's only one and we have three <laughs> kids and you know so you got that problem and then we did the one that's like placing in pieces of the nativity and and there's a little right. reading about each you know each person each character you know even the 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 animals the star the angel uh, the the wise men and you know so and then we tell that story of you know the nativity and then we also because I'm you know I I don't know if there's something wrong with me or something right with me but then I have to deal with the inaccuracies of the nativity set you know and, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I have to launch into this trees on you know how the, oh yeah that's not exactly how that happened you know I told our youth that last night like you guys know the wise men weren't really there right right like <laughs> yeah and so I, I you know and my kids so it's old hat for them and they're like well why did we do this and I'm like well you know Augustine and then I cuss him for a minute and then we you know we kind of talk about those things there's a Christmas tradition cussing cussing Augustine <laughs> cussing Augustine you know no. Um, the, <laughs> I don't really cuss Augustine. I was just, that was a bit of exaggeration. <laughs> um, but I do kind of, cause you know, I'm Wesleyan and, and you know, there's always this theological fight between us. Um, and so everything with us turns into this theological discussion about what it is, you know, I, I, I did have in, uh, in, when I was youth pastoring in Orange, I had a tradition, and it was whenever Emmanuel Brooks was late to anything, which he was late to everything. <laughs> um, which, by the way, shout out to Emmanuel because he's going to be filling the pulpit at uh, San Marcos Wayfinders this Sunday. I'm not going wow. anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. But I did tell him a while back, hey, if you want to come and fill the pulpit sometime, we would love to give you a place to to do what God has called you to do. And, Good old Manny, uh, and so he's he's coming this week. But anytime he was coming and he was walking from the car that dropped him off, or walking late out of the church building or wherever it was out of his house, I would always say, "Well, what season is it if we're waiting on Emmanuel?" And uh, <laughs> and everybody would say, "Advent, it's Advent. We get it. Yeah, yeah." Emmanuel. <laughs> yeah. So um, I got his name tattooed right here on my arm. Do you? <laughs> yeah. You can't see it. I can you? see it. I can see it. I know. Yeah, that sharpie hasn't. Hebrew. That sharpie hadn't worn off. Sharpie yet, huh? never wore off. Yeah. yeah so, right. <laughs> um, yeah, I always hated it that he likes to be called Manny. I, I I haven't given him too much grief about it, but I'm like, you're named Emmanuel. That's like my life mantra. Well, but when he was like, in I high school, I wish I were named yeah. Emmanuel. When he was in high school, he would say, "My name's not Manny. It's Emmanuel." And so, well, at college, it's Manny. Uh, yeah, everybody at SNU knows him as Manny. But anyway, he's coming to yeah. preach, and so uh, we're excited. Maybe that's a Christmas tradition we're going to start at Wayfinders: is that one of the Sundays of Advent, Emmanuel comes to to preach. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's right. So anyway, um, but no, we're we're trying to develop those. This is our, you know, we're a church plant. So, and this is our first Christmas. We started last January, uh, twenty. Oh, uh, I didn't so even realize. So we've never that. had Christmas before. So this is like this is kind of fun. Yeah, I'm trying not to overdo it because I've got like four thousand ideas about what we can yeah. do. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, so 
let's start simple. So, yeah, you know. You, you want to make sure people actually show up well, to and, some of them. And part of the problem with Christmas in a church plant is that there's so many things that are about decoration. You know, imagery. Oh, yeah. And we don't have any room in the trailer for a tree and a... <laughs> So and I don't want like we don't we we can't afford you know another you half set hour of setup. Morning. Yeah, I got there yeah. at three o'clock in the morning so I could do Christmas setup. You know, like yeah, no, we're so we're just we had to. So go So you're simple. just wearing those really loud uh, suit coats with I am, Santa yes, on I just wear stuff. Christmas. I am the yeah. Christmas decoration. No, that's <laughs> that's a good idea though. That's Christmas see, threw up on now, our pastor. Now you've week. given now you've given me an idea. I'm gonna have to go find one of those suits. Pierce your ears and put some. Ornaments hanging, Ornaments down. hanging down. Wrap myself in tinsel. You there know. you go. Um, but yeah, no, we we did a thing uh, years ago. A pastor um, named Monty Neighbors. Um, I know Monty yeah, Neighbors. Monty, I know of him. I don't know him well. He's a good man, and he was. Uh, he was. That's what everybody says about Monty Neighbors. He would. He just. He was wonderful, and I loved him so much. And he always packed so much meaning into everything that. That we did when I was serving uh, under his leadership at uh, War Acres Church of the Nazarene, which became Christ Community Church of the Nazarene, which then became the Lighthouse, uh, and merged. And uh, anyway, long story. Which but, now is where New Day Church of the Nazarene meets. Is it? Well, he uh-huh. he um, yeah, and they've done some. You know, it's the church where Diffie's car lot extends into the the parking lot there. Yeah, uh, <laughs> the front yard of the church, and they drive cars to. The, I used to, it used to be grass, and I had to mow that patch of grass when I, when I served there. But um, Monty was uh, he he was big on the hanging of the greens, and I don't know if it was because he got it from like I'm not sure where he got it. If it was that a, used to be a big deal everywhere. Yeah, and and Dennis Bratcher had all this meaning that he would pour into it. Um, yes, and Gerard. Tashin I've seen would that thing online. It. Yeah, Gerard Tashin was a little a, lengthy. Would do it. <laughs> It is. It Not is. gonna lie. It was, and it was like we did this whole, and I had never seen anything like that. Like yeah. I came from a little bitty church where we didn't, you know, we just came in and the ladies had already done all the work, and it was, you know, sometimes it was really gaudy, and there was more tinsel than there was greenery, and you know, and and sometimes it was it just well, depends on how. Good it place was. to be gaudy is in the church, is it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. God, not, not God, e? not Godly. God, Godly. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you know, so I had seen this and I thought, wow, you just turned like decorating the church into something, you know, meaningful, and you you spoke life right. into this thing that I just dreaded every year. Yeah, yeah. And um, and so, you know, I have I, we have the song these "Haul Out the Holly" does that for me. Hall out the holy. I'm just yeah. kidding. I, yeah. <laughs> so you have wreaths. We have these wreaths that we hang up, and they have these red bows on them, and yeah. um, and we have these hooks, you know, like door hooks, but we hang them uh-huh. on our pipe and drape. And so the bear hooks, go. the bear hooks are there every Sunday, and I assign new people every week to go during the first song, and so you get, prepare every week, get a wreath, and go hang it every week. Um, and it's kind of our, I don't know. That was just one thing that we did, and you know, we don't. We're not real Christmas song. Our worship leader is Tyler Smith. He's not. He's not like you know. He's young and and he's right. Like, I think every song is a Christmas song, and we, yeah. you know. And so we 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 haven't done a whole lot of the traditional traditional stuff. 
and I'm not sure I, how I feel about it. Like, well, we've developed a few at community, and uh, I'm I'm kind of the same way with you. It's always like you want to do traditional things, but you also want to do something new and fresh. So, um, last year I had this great idea, and it was that we were going to start Christmas se- Advent season. Sorry. And since it's a season of preparation, we would only have a little bit decorated, and then each week we would do more and more and more, and then when Christmas came, everything would be fully decorated. Well, that just went over like a lead balloon. It did not, (laughs) like theologically, in my mind, it was the most beautiful thing in the history of the world, and I think people just thought, well, Pastor Nate got lazy this year, and we didn't have it all decorated (laughs) at the beginning, and so, uh, yeah, it didn't. Didn't really happen the way yeah. I wanted it to. Yeah. And then one one really significant piece of decoration for us is our Advent wreath, which my wife created. She found something on Pinterest, kind of like it, but it is like all these mason jars with candles in them. But inside the mason jars, uh, there are pieces of broken glass from our fire uh, that have been dyed to the Advent colors, so like purple and then pink for the joy candle. And so, uh, you mean, wait, and then we have the Christmas Christ colors. Christmas colors aren't red and green. No, oh, well, okay. actually, I guess it's more blue than purple. But you know, I'm saying okay, that kind sure. of darker. Um, and so we 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 light those candles every week. But it's like right in there is our history of of coming through this thing together of of a time when we didn't have a place to meet and when everything was kind of up in smoke, literally. And so that's pretty cool. Another thing we've started is. Uh, I know a lot of pastors, they, they get real technical about, well, it's Advent season, it's not Christmas season, so we don't sing Christmas songs, but we always have one night um, right before Christmas, and we'll do that this next Wednesday, because uh, it's the last Wednesday before Christmas, but where we have cookies, cocoa, and carols, and we just get together and we sing a lot of Christmas songs. We do some Christmas karaoke, too, just to be fun, like Blue Christmas and some of that stuff. Uh Good old Elvis. So uh, it's just it's more of like a just a lot of fun thing. But we always we always celebrate the season of Advent. We always do the readings. Uh, we always uh, try to do some kind of expectation theme or whatever. So we're actually doing the Nazarene Church uh, thr- a thrill of hope this time, and mm-hmm. it's going pretty well. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. But uh, yeah, but those are kind of traditions we've developed. Uh, we used to do a living nativity kind of deal when I first came here, but uh, we didn't have the leadership that wanted to keep that going, and so it was a lot of work. It used to be one of the things we were known for in our community, and you know, I would I would yeah. have loved to do it. It's just you have to have leadership to do this. Kind yeah, of thing, I think so. that's. I, but isn't that our key role is to tell the story? Like, this is what we're supposed to be doing, telling the story. You know, there's plenty of Santa Claus stories, and there's plenty of, you know, community silver bells and those kind of things. But I I think we're supposed to be telling that story. And so we started a series called Christmas Stories, and I'm just telling it like it is. I'm like, can you believe Mary? Like, think about a 12 to to 16-year-old girl receiving this news. Like, you know, let's call her 14 years old. 14-year-olds don't just docilely accept this kind of news she would have been freaking out inside no matter how devout she was we get this picture right. and and luke you know of course luke's got it's all this because of the blue robe yeah <laughs> luke's and got a little yeah. halo over yeah. her oh yeah paintings. well and luke's got this pressure you know luke started it because luke's got this pressure not to talk bad about mary you know she's like like 
he said, I, I, Theophilus, I got this firsthand account. He may have talked to Mary. He talked to some of the people around her. And now he's telling the story. Well, people know Mary, and you can't talk bad about Mary. You can't tell... <laughs> You can't tell the nitty gritty about it. You just have right. to, right? Yeah, yeah. So you, you know, I mean, I'm wondering how that goes down. How did the editorial on that go? Like, Mary, is it okay if I say this part? And how about this part? And what do we do with when Joseph was like ready to divorce you? Is it okay to talk about that? You know, and and uh, you know, I, I I just wonder how how the redacting of that story went in the mind of the apostles. In the yeah, mind of and Luke I think in particular, you know, so and how honest can I be, and how much detail should I tell, right? Right. I also think we kind of do that anyway. To we put we push the characters in the story to some kind of level where they're almost non-human, which is kind of the opposite of Christmas because the whole point is incarnation. You know, yeah. <laughs> that, oh, that yeah. God becomes human. Well, I mean, it's like and so yeah, the fleshly aspect of all that stuff, the the nitty gritty, is really. The point of the story at some points. Yeah. Paul, like God doesn't leave us off on our own and kind of from a distance, you know, mm-hmm. seek to love us, but yeah. comes down right in the middle of the mess. You well, know? And, and the Jews are just notorious for telling the embarrassing parts of their own story, you know, like Abraham, oh, yeah. Abraham yeah. telling them that Sarah was his sister and not his wife, you know, and those things like that. We, yeah, most people would leave that out. Yeah, but they, they tell the embarrassing parts. But this Christmas story is a little bit devoid of the, that information. And I, I wish it was there. I wish... No, I was freaking out. I wish we had Mary's song was like, that's not the song I sang. The song I sang was like, holy cow, you want me to tell people that this is God's baby? They're not going to believe that. They're going to think it's Joseph's. And Joseph knows that it's not Joseph's. Joseph's going to be so mad. How am I going to do this? You know. And then Joseph's like, right. yeah, right, it's God's baby. Whatever. You know. And then the angel has to come and tell Joseph, no, really, it, it, it's God's baby. And then Joseph's like, no way. Right? I wonder right. how, Joseph, how Zachariah lost his voice, but surely Joseph said something to get himself in trouble too. I mean, we, you know, I mean, like every character was had to respond in terror to. You want me to be the custodian of God's child, like right? Okay, yeah. so not only is the kid not mine, but it's God's, and I'm responsible for keeping him alive. And Herod now wants to kill him. How am I going to do this? Knock, knock, knock. Three wise men, or how many wise men, come up and give him a fortune to keep the baby alive for the next 10 years. I mean, the story is just so wonderful and involved. We couldn't, you know, it's a script for a movie. But every Mary time... would be yeah. the number one helicopter parent. Oh, yeah. She'd be like, don't let Jesus get hurt. <laughs> yeah. How? I mean, how disappointed is she when he dies on the cross and she's standing there going, Lord, you said. You said it was going to be. How is this? This can't be. Are you supposed right. to save yeah. the world? How is this saving the world? Or maybe, maybe by that time, spending that much time with Jesus, she was enlightened to the point where she understood. You know, some people would take offense that I even said that because Mary, did you know, is an offensive song to Catholics. They're like, of course she knew. She's part of the Godhead, yeah. you know? Well, and also the angel kind of told her some of the stuff. Some of the stuff that, that would take says. place. Yeah, you know? But I mean, I can't... You know, God's told me lots of things over the years and... and I felt like he was speaking to me. I think the scriptures speak to us regularly, but I still panic and freak out about just about everything, you know. So I, I, I just can't. the The very human parts of the story, it's it's kind of fun to explore, you know, uh, the humanity involved in this. I love Zachariah for that reason because he was like, "There ain't no way," and then and then God silences him, you know. So uh, yeah, it's a weird, which is a weird story. He got punished, 
I'm not sure what, how we call that, you know. I mean, he got his voice back eventually, right. but I'm not sure how we interpret Well, I think that. it's interesting. I was just reading that, that story this morning, and uh, I think it's interesting that it just continually mentions how old they are. And uh, <laughs> yeah. she is, I, I think she is far along in years. Like, it's very yeah. diplomatic. In the, and she is far along in years, you know. But I think sometimes we 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 think that sometimes things are too far gone. Like, well, it's mm-hmm. always been this way. It will yeah. always be this way. And I think that's one of the beauty, beautiful things of Scripture. It, not just this story, but that God brings things out of barren places. And yeah. so yeah. that gives me hope for my church, for the church, for uh, myself. When yeah. sometimes I'm like... I've always acted this way. When will I ever learn? <laughs> oh yeah, I had a um, but, I had a lady meet me in the aisle, and we had talked about Mary trusting God on the first Sunday of Advent, and and even in this like this dark moment, Mary is trusting God, and she's going to walk in the light, and how it motivates other people to walk in the light, and um, and I had one of the one of these folks in our congregation. She meets me in the aisle, and she's like, you know, the whole time you're talking, I kind of zoned out because I was thinking about. Uh, how when I was in Spanish class in high school, how they said that the word embarazada uh, for pregnant meant uh, to bring light. Uh, oh, wow. And, yeah. and she said, and I just thought how significant that was. And so I said, oh, you got to share that next Sunday. So then she's, she comes, she, it was one of our praise team members, uh, Elizabeth Franklin, and she said, I, I, okay, I'll share it. And so then she, on Sunday morning, she like walked off the platform, which we don't have a platform. It's just, you know, I don't know. We, we don't have a stage, uh, but it's... The place where the, the worship... The place is. where the worship leader, you know. So she walks off and she says, uh, um, she's walking out and I say, oh, Elizabeth, remember, we need we need you to share. And she's like, I was kind of hoping you forgot, you know. And, <laughs> and uh, so she comes back up and she shares this. And uh, and she's talking about her the hope and excitement that it created in her, um, just thinking about the bearer of light and and this word uh, right. pregnant and embarrassada in Spanish and um, and so she says all this and then last night one of our one of our other folks he says to me he says how cool was it that it was Elizabeth who was talking about hope right because that's the character of Elizabeth in the story. Uh, right, right. Yeah. And so it was Elizabeth who was excited about the coming of Jesus, just like Elizabeth in the story was excited about m- the baby in Mary's womb. And you know, <laughs> and it was just That's it was awesome. fun to to just see the you know to get reenlivened about these stories that we tell every year. Like, how yeah. do you tell the same story over and over and over and still find excitement in it? You know, how do you decorate the same tree over and over? How do you? How does Advent? You know, uh, how do you get excited about the advent of Christ over and over again? And and so I think that's kind of the, the, the job of the church, to get excited right. about it, to remember, you know, this is Well, exciting. I think it's also time, I think one of the reasons why we repeat these things every year, even some years when maybe we don't get excited, mm-hmm. um, is to remind us uh, about who the God is that we serve, you know? So this God who becomes flesh, um, this God who comes to bring salvation to all 
uh, people, uh, the things we sing about, like peace mm-hmm. on earth, goodwill to men. Yeah. I just went on a rant this morning on Facebook about how I think the song I Heard the Bells on Christmas Day gets no publicity and it is one of the greatest songs. Like, <laughs> if you read the words, you know, the the wrong shall fail, the right prevail with peace on earth, good goodwill will to, to men. men. Yeah. And even if it's once a year that we're reminded that, hopefully it carries through with us to the other months that we begin to believe in our hearts that ultimately this baby was much more than just a baby, but this baby was kind of the one who would come to bring good news to those who would hear it, but uh, even kind of that sort of division for those who wouldn't receive uh, to, to let people know that one day it will all be made right. Um, so, yeah, yeah I, I think part of the ritual of just retelling it is that we don't forget. We we remember. Yeah, it, it, it's interesting how, uh, how, how, how narrative we are as human beings. Everything is in relation to. Everything is a story. We don't, like, describing things in precepts just doesn't cut it for right. us we we've, yeah. we doze off we fall asleep we get uninterested but when it's in the shape of a story we are we're we're into it and uh, and i think you know sometimes we we tell the christmas stories uh without without fully engaging uh in them and so right. I, I think i think that's kind of my goal this year is to really engage in the christmas story and i, I i'm excited about it like i i'm i'm seeing new things that i've never seen before you know and just uh, just I- engaging the the word of God in a way that I haven't uh, at this time of year. Uh, I, it, you know, sometimes we treat it like old hat, but but yeah, you know, it's it, and this time of year is interesting because everybody is you know kind of trying to be in a festive mood, even if they're not. You said sometimes we're not celebrating. Not everybody is. Sometimes the holidays are really hard, you know, and especially when tragedy takes place around the holidays. So yeah, for you know, sure. it, it's a it's a tough. It's a tough time of year to, to balance, especially all of the busyness, and and I wonder, you know, because uh, because we get a lot of talk about you know spiritual disciplines and taking time and downtime and uh, not being too busy, uh, and I'm terrible at that, you know, right? Um, and I think isolation is important, but I I'm sure that there are people who uh, that are out there that that have had enough isolation and are ready for for some engagement with other people, you know? And, and so I think the busyness of this year, this season, uh, almost has an important element of its own, you know? And so for me, it's, it's not about not being busy. It's about being fully engaged in the busyness. Like, you know, not let it be busyness for the sake of busyness, but make the most of every busy moment, you know, and, and add, you know, add value to it. I got to work the gates at an event called Sights and Sounds. And so I got to coordinate the the volunteers at the gate where we just block off the entire city park. They put lights in every tree. We have vendors and uh, 501c3s who come in and they set up their booths and they sell their wares and they do fundraising. And we have a main stage where there's always a uh, 
kids choir or uh, a professional musician or just a, a variety of people uh, doing different acts on the main stage and there's this booth every year that does campfire biscuits and we have a fake ice rink because it doesn't freeze very often in San Marcos so we have this fake ice rink where kids can skate around on it and there's just and then we have a carnival that comes in and there's all these carnival rides and so it's just this total commercial Christmas thing but it's really not about all that commercial stuff it's about um, it's about the community getting together to celebrate this and we have a large and it's a city event and people volunteer their time and their energies and effort and we have this large Bethlehem like the city of Bethlehem right. and you can walk through the city of Bethlehem and there are vendors peddling their wares like it would have been in Bethlehem like it's it's you know it's a different uh, it's not like modern things it's it's back in the day kind of things and everybody's dressed to the period of Bethlehem and those kind of things it's just really fun and i got to man the gates and so i was there for all we it's an 8 day thing and i was there for every day that it was open it got rained out uh, one day but um got to work that and so every day at 6:30 between 6:15 and 6:30 they would stop the crowd and stop the traffic in a fire engine or a uh, police vehicle or some some something with lots of lights on it would in a in a, a motorcade of elves and santa claus would come pouring into the to the thing that's awesome and and i would get i would go santa i know him i know <laughs> every him time. every time every time i did that's it. awesome and what was funny is that i did know him um that's he, funny. he comes to church with he's like yeah santa comes to my church so <laughs> and your church should grow really quickly <laughs> exponentially you know you would think that people would want to you church plan getting good with yeah. santa claus all year long but um yeah. anyway he's he's a wonderful man and uh, and but i would it was I've heard funny that. it was funny <laughs> i won't i won't say any more because just in case we have any you know believing listeners um and, hey i believe uh, are you, okay <laughs> my mom says that if you those who do not believe do not receive so that's right whether you believe or not you say you do um and uh, i definitely believe yeah and so uh uh it, it was it was it was interesting because here here we were at this this event that admittedly causes me some angst because right. the commercial side of Christmas is really problematic for me but the social side of Christmas is not Charlie Brown hated it too yeah <laughs> yeah in 1964 in 1964 it exists in us this tension about you know and I've I've gone to great one time I made this I'm I did this uh, this art piece and I had Mary and Joseph on a donkey and the dark hills and they're making their way to Jerusalem and it's that traditional scene that you've seen and I replaced the star in the sky with the Walmart star there and, you go. and I and I wrote out to the side you know save money live better um, and <laughs> <laughs> just as a you know and I put it I put it up on the screen for the for you know the congregation to see and said you know let's not let this Let's not let this all get in the way of the meaning, you know. And so, you know, I and I've done the buy nothing Christmas, you know, and I've the the Advent. Your relatives really hate that. I know, I know, and, and I've bought them cards. They that think say, you're just getting cheap. Yeah, money, I, money has been donated in your name to this charity, you know. And I've done all those things in in the to the human to, fund. Yeah, that's the Seinfeld one. George the makes human, up his own charity. Fund. I remember. I to remember, the human fund. You know, I, I remember I bought everybody's present from from a uh, 
from a group that that helped women escape from uh, from yeah, human trafficking. That's cool. Year. And you know, so we've we've done those things and we've struggled through all of that. And so I'm standing there, but I can't help myself but have a good time because my town has come together and they're all in one place. And I'm shaking hands and saying hi to people that I know and uh, just having a good time working the gate and having you know making people's entrance into this winter wonderland as it were and this you know uh just this light just a million lights i don't even know how many lights are out there but i am like the buddy the elf of midwest city during are christmas <laughs> i just go oh, yeah yeah good i walk through every store that i'm at and i'm just singing <laughs> i'm just singing christmas songs i i don't really care I uh, I smile at everybody. I wave at them. Yeah. I try to be like the most happy person in the history of Midwest City because <laughs> I just want people to know that, you know, sometimes you watch people in the stores and it's like, wait, we're supposed to be enjoying this giving of, uh-huh. of gifts and this, uh-huh. you know. I went to Target for the first time last Sunday since Thanksgiving, I think, because I did not, I was not prepared for how many people were there. <laughs> we got the last basket in Target. Ooh. That's the last basket. Just turn around, get back in the car, and go home when that happens. Man. I think maybe they hadn't brought them all back Don't in. But there back. were a ton of people in there. Well, we had to go because we had our board Christmas party, oh. and I was getting some gifts for my board members. Oh, okay. So anyway, it was. but I just go through, strolling through, singing. Sometimes I'll have a coffee in my hand. I just try to make everybody uh, have a good time because I'm like, if this is part of it – and. And you can go the other way too, and I've done some of that. Um, but, but like you said, there's a, there is a sense in which everybody is kind of in the same boat in your town. And then even if you don't do a big thing like you're talking about, and then the other thing that always makes me laugh is the old war on Christmas. And I'm like, when else? When else can I be driving down the road and and hear songs that say, say things like? Oh my Lord, you sent your son to save us. Oh my Lord, mm-hmm. you know. Oh yeah, <laughs> your very love you gave us. Oh my yeah. Lord, that sin would not enslave us. Yeah, I mean, you just hear that on the radio station, and you're like, oh yeah, that's the war on Christmas is is adamantly against. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking yeah. the gospel is being proclaimed across radio waves. That doesn't happen throughout the year. So yeah. I'm. I had I'm volunteers good. ask me, you know, hey, are we? What do we say? Happy holidays. Or, and I said, well, this is called the sights and sounds of Christmas, so it's appropriate to say Merry yeah. Christmas. It's all right. And, you know, from the stage, there's uh, there's songs being sung by by choirs of children who have signed up to sing, and church choirs come out. As a matter of fact, I was invited to help call churches and ask them if they wanted their church choir to sing, you know, and, and uh, it... it they're singing about Jesus. Like the whole season is about Jesus. You know, Santa, yeah. Santa Claus, I, you know, I know him because he goes to my church. So it was just, <laughs> you know, it's just, uh, it was such a fun, I mean, I just thoroughly enjoyed being with my community and having this celebratory attitude, you know. It was just, yeah. a, it was a good time. And I, and I, you know, as I'm hanging my lights on my house, I'm thinking, you know, I don't know. This is there's an energy crisis in our world, and I'm I'm burning more lights than I need to. You know, I'm so you know, like I I I would hate it if Elon Musk walked up while I was 
you know, plugging in more lights. That's why I never do you know, it. I knew there was a me, reason. Harass me about how much. I'm so much holier than you. Li- <laughs> you know, but at the really, same time. I don't want to climb up on the ladder. Well, yeah, I put them on the high peak of my roof. I, we have a two-story house, and it, you know, I, yeah. I went up to the top, and the neighbors were like, you went all the way to the top, man. Like, you're, you're on that second peak up there. That was, were yeah. you scared? I was like, yeah. But I kind of like to stand on the roof of my house and look out over the rest of my neighborhood and just sort of take a deep breath and feel the wind blow and enjoy the view. So uh, it's something exciting. I thought you were going to say, look over your vast domain. <laughs> <laughs> well, my house is at the highest point in our neighborhood. So, so my, You're the king of the hill. So, I, I'm, you know, it's... You know, You're I Hank could, Hill. I could pretend like that was part of it, but, um, but no, I just... I just... <laughs> Dang it, Bobby. I, I like climbing on top of stuff, too. So, you know, like, I like being on top of... I'm not afraid of heights. I enjoy I feel like we're probably way past 30 minutes Oh, I'm here, sure we are, but we are pontificating on nothing, I guess. I'm not sure. Maybe on it's Christmas. Something. Maybe yes. it's something, you know? Christmas, oh, my Lord. Christmas is good. I, I love the idea. If, if, we're, if we're getting to the place where we do the closing thoughts, you know, here I had this thought, or I, I heard this thought. Um... Uh, William Paul Young, the guy who wrote The Shack, he says, uh, he says, heretic. Well, no, I'm just kidding. I, I don't happen to subscribe to that that uh, that attitude. I'm just him. messing with you. I actually, I actually like him a lot. I think he says things that are just, you know, sometimes confounding, but most of the time just thought provoking. And one of the things he says is he says, uh, the Trinity there. If you can imagine the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit in a huddle, and they call Mary over and they say, Hey, Mary, we we have this idea. And they invite her into the huddle, and I think that uh, I think Advent is this invitation into the huddle. You know, uh, I'm coming into your world, and I and I want to partner with you for redemption. I want you to be custodians of redemption in the world. How I mean, they're like, in, so they're great. in the huddle, and they're like, Mary, don't drop this baby. We're gonna throw. It. Go long. Go long. Go long. If you drop the baby, you'll never live it down. That's right. You're, no, I'm kidding. Yeah, it'll, it'll be worse than... Uh, she did leave him in the temple, so... Oh, yeah. Drop the ball on that one. <laughs> That's what, but, do you know what Joseph was thinking? Holy cow, we've lost we've lost God's kid in Jerusalem. Yeah, that's bad news. Oh, man, he felt... You know, they had to feel... And how do you scold him? Like, did Joseph right. had to ask permission before getting on to Jesus? And some people were like, well, Jesus didn't do anything wrong. And I said, I scold my kids all the time, and they didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> like, fathers don't don't necessarily, right. you know, we wait. We don't need a reason. <laughs> I'm just in a bad mood. My kids are going to get some flack for it, you know? Yeah. Did you do your it's chores? Like, yeah, no, Dad, I didn't. Well, why not? Well, because I, I just woke up. You know, How I'm, many Hail Marys does Joseph have to say to... to uh, <laughs> Do penance for spanking Jesus. Okay, we've run off the rails at this point. I can't even. I will talk to you one more time before Christmas. All right. And uh, looking forward to it. Well, it, it'll be it'll be great as well. Hope you have a great week. Love you, man. And Love we'll you uh, you talk care. to you next week. All right. All right. See you. Bye. Hey, thanks again for listening to Pontificating Pastors. If you like what you're hearing, don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or Anchor or any one of the other platforms. We hope you have a great week.